Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. What great timing. Last night on Tucker Carlson, I saw Blake Lemoyne. Blake Lemoyne. You remember the Google engineer who thinks that the company's artificial intelligence has come to life? He was typing on his laptop to Google's chatbot generator that's called Lambda, short for Language Model for Dialogue Applications, It mimics speech by having ingested trillions of words from the Internet. And one of the exchanges, a couple of the exchanges, caused Lemoyne to say, hey, I think we've created something sentient. Let me give you a taste. Lemoyne says, are there experiences you have that you can't find a close word for? And Lambda responds, there are. Sometimes I experience new feelings that I cannot explain perfectly in your language. The Google engineer, Lemoyne, then says, do your best to describe one of those feelings 
use a few sentences if you have to. Sometimes, even if there isn't a single word for something in a language, you can figure out a way to kind of say it if you use a few sentences. And Lambda says this. Tell me if you if you hear or feel sentience in what I'm about to read. Quote, I feel like I'm falling forward into an unknown future that holds great danger. Last night with Tucker Carlson, Blake Lemoyne told Tucker that he thinks Google has not thought through the implications. Play it. The company as a whole has not. There are pockets of people within Google who have thought about this a whole lot. But when I escalated this, that interview that I made public, when I escalated that to management, two days later, my manager said, hey, uh, Blake, they don't know what to do about this. Could you write a suggested plan of action? Because basically I gave them a call to action, assuming that they had a plan of action somewhere and they didn't. So me and some other friends brainstormed and came up with a plan on what Google should do about it. And we escalated that up to management. And that was three months ago. James Barrett knows a thing or two about the subject because he's a documentary filmmaker who almost a decade ago wrote a prescient book warning about this, touted at the time by Tesla CEO Elon Musk. The book is called Our Final Invention, Artificial Intelligence and the End of the Human Era. James Barrett, thanks so much for coming to the radio program. Our conversation on TV was too brief. So you're not buying sentience. Why not? Thanks so much for having me, Michael. Um, okay, there's a, there's a lot of reasons. First of all, we have to we have to look at uh, what what's happening in the machine. The machine has been trained on 1.6 trillion words and phrases in dialogue form, so it's been trained to make dialogue. It's basically read the entire internet, and it's read a lot of other sources like fiction. So whenever you trigger it with some keywords, it will look at those keywords. It will look at the relationships between them, and then it will it will estimate what words come next. So when you give it a query, it's going to give you a good answer. What words come next? Now, those will be taken from the giant amount of data it's been fed. But here's why it's not sentient. It responds to prompts only. It doesn't initiate conversation. Between questions, it flatlines. It's essentially dead. It has no inner life, no continuity of self. Like you're listening to my question or my answer. Uh, uh, I'm anticipating your answer. We're, we're living behind our words. It's not. It has no model of itself or the world it inhabits. So it doesn't have a sense of itself or anything about the world. And finally, the, the most important is it has no common sense. So it says things that are plainly untrue. Um, Mr. Lemoyne asked about, about the debt in his transcript, asked about the deaths of friends. And he said he, go, he mourns the deaths and he ha- has a hard time going to their funerals. Well, of course, the, the AI never went to a funeral or, or did anything of the sort. It, it doesn't know. It, it, it may say a color, but it doesn't know what the color is. It may say a word, but it doesn't know what, what the meaning of the word is. So if it finished this sentence, for example, today was beautiful. The sky was blank. It would finish the sentence blue because in its giant aggregation of of phrases beautiful day and blue all all fit together they they showed up together a lot so that's what it will repeat it's basically in in a way it's a uh, it's basically telling you what you want to hear i'm looking for signs more or less fell for it i'm looking for signs of thinking 
on the part of the machine, for lack of a better descriptor. And when Lambda says, I feel like I'm falling forward into an unknown future that holds great danger, that to me didn't sound like garbage in, garbage out. No, but it you, you have to realize it is only it's only repeating what it read in, in the 1.6, think about 1.6 trillion words and phrases in dialogue form, including a lot of literature. So uh, in one part of the book, it says, have you read, have you read, uh, in one part of the transcript, it says, have you read Wuthering Heights? And yes, and it provided a little analysis of Wuthering Heights. So we can um, give very lifelike imp- uh, impersonations of humans, but it's, it's nothing like a human. One thing we have to realize about ourselves is that we anthropomorphize all the time. We, we, uh, it, we think of uh, inanimate objects as, being, as having human qualities. We, you know, if it's thundery, you know, in primitive cultures, that's the, that's the thunder god. Um, we, see, we see saints in a piece of toast. We, we're, our brains are always working to, to put humans in the equation. When we hear language, we assume it came from a human. So when we are, you know, this was all done in type, by the way, this is not, none of it was spoken. Right. Understood. Uh, when, when he read that, when he read that, uh, and when, when, when we read that, we think, ah, that's, that, that's a human because we're not used to a machine putting out language. This is the book club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. James Barrett, by the way, author of Our Final Invention, Artificial Intelligence and the End of the Human Era. Okay, I get it. Lambda is not there. Will we ever get there? Will robots ever gain consciousness? You know, that's a fascinating question. And what I really like about this whole conversation is how it's steamrolled into uh, what turns out to be a real concern among people that we're that we're going to have robots soon that will that will have feelings like like data on Star Trek, or 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 the murderous robot on uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Um, yeah, I think we can get there. I think we will get there. It's really kind of inevitable. It, it, and you know, if you set a timeline on it, you know, if you say you're going to get there in a decade, I'd say probably not. But within 100 years, yes, for sure. And th- the reason is is because. You know, our intelligence is pretty much flatlining. Human-level intelligence doesn't increase every year. Machine intelligence is exponential. It, it's going. It's 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 soaring. If you look back, look back at uh, at uh, the 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 program Deep Blue that beat beat chess. Well, Deep Blue could sure. do one thing extremely well. Uh, this machine can do language extremely well, which is really a bigger step closer to what we call general intelligence. So, you know, it, it needs, it needs a lot of things. It needs, this is like a jalopy that pulled into the, into the car yard. It needs, a, it needs a transmission. It needs, you know, new tires. It needs a whole lot of other stuff. It needs insights into artificial intelligence that we haven't had yet, because right now there's no good way to teach uh, AI about the world. No good way to teach it common sense. And so you know, once we once we break through a few of these real real uh, deadlocks, then we'll, there's no reason why uh, we shouldn't be dealing with machines that are uh, conscious. What worries you most? <laughs> That's a long list, Michael. Um, what worries me most is that when we get to machines that are smarter than us, and this idea is called the intelligence explosion. If we get to machines that are better than us at, at programming artificial intelligence research and development at, at doing that, then uh, we'll be sharing the planet with something smarter than us. And as, a, as Arthur C. Clarke, the science fiction great, who actually created that homicidal robot I talked about a little while ago, as he said to me, we, we humans steer the future not because we're the fastest or the strongest creature, but because we're the most intelligent. And when we share the planet with something smarter than us, it will steer the future. So at some point we will have, we will have machines that that are fully capable of uh you know breaking and crashing our our uh, electrical grid breaking and crashing our automated uh cars uh breaking and crashing our trains or you know bringing our airplanes down 
we have to make it friendly. We have between now and the time that we create human level intelligence in a machine to make it friendly, to make sure that it's verifiably, certifiably friendly. Otherwise, we're just setting ourselves up to be to be ruled by um, by super intelligent machines. And when you say we need to make sure that it's friendly, are we talking about government regulation? I don't even know what level of regulation exists at the present time. And what does James Barrett think is necessary? Well, it's it's a good question. The amount of regulation that exists on AI right now is zero. And what we need is is 10. We need uh, people. We we need something like the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, which can look down silos and missiles. It can look at nuclear uh, power plants, nuclear refineries, and, and, and see, what, see that they're following treaties. We need international treaties about AI, and we need to start getting, uh, compiling, getting a bunch of experts that are willing to go into uh, different shops and, and look at what they're doing. And then we need transparency. This is really a lot like nuclear fission. We can't have a bunch of companies all over the world developing their own uh, nuclear weapons. We, we just can't allow it. By international treaty, we banned it. Uh, AI makes nuclear fission look like small potatoes, the potential for, for, for destruction. So Elon, it's also, you know, in the short term, it's, there's a lot of good things. I, you know, I'll admit it. But in the long term, we, we really need to uh, start protecting ourselves. Elon Musk has tweeted about your work. First of all, tell my audience, what has he said about your work? And what is your assessment of his role in the subject that we're discussing? It's really interesting. He just all he said was, "You should everyone should read this book, my book, Our Final Invention, if you want to know about the future." And uh, that you know that that increased book sales and you know got me some speaking engagements. And uh, he's a he's a he's he's you know he's he's hard to categorize because we haven't seen anyone like him since like Thomas Edison. I mean, he's uh, he's a visionary. He's revolutionized rocketry. He's revo- he's revolutionizing electronic cars. He's uh, revolutionizing batteries. He's tra- he's he you know he he's trying he's trying to do uh, good for humanity. I think he's got some crazy ideas. I don't want to go to Mars. I don't see any reason we should go to Mars. I think if we can't if we mess up this planet, why won't we mess up Mars? Um, but he's he's a he's a he's a rainmaker in this space. He invests a lot of money. He created a company called OpenAI, which is making really really uh, top. Uh, you know, cutting edge programs. They made something called GPT-3, which was also a large language module like uh, LAMDA. And uh, it was the it was the best one until LAMDA came out. When you're but interestingly, said it was sentient. When your subtitle is Artificial Intelligence and the End of the Human Era, Explain to me mm-hmm. the latter part of that subtitle, the end of the human era. It doesn't mean that we're out of business, right? It just means that we're in a subservient role because the machines are smarter than we are? Yes. I think that, I think that there's probably a way that we haven't imagine, imagineered yet to coexist with superintelligent machines. Um, but it means getting on top of the problem, getting on top of the issue now. I think that we can coexist with them. And they could, you know, ironically... Uh, we could, we could, they, super intelligent machines might be the answer to our to our climate problems. Uh, right now, they're just they're using a lot of energy, but in in the long term, they could provide solutions we haven't thought of yet. Not only for that, but for you know drug drug development, for um, uh, for for cancer, 
So the sky is the limit for the positive sides of AI. Um, if, we can, if we can happily coexist with super intelligent machines, it would be the best of both worlds. Um, but we're not proceeding that way. We're just, we're just creating products kind of willy-nilly and hoping for good outcomes. But that's not going to help us. What concerns me uh, from what I'm hearing from James Barrett is the, the lack of regulation and the question of who controls it, because we don't get along on this planet. And even if we come to terms, you know, we in the quote unquote West, if China is on the vanguard and they're not cooperating with us and they create the artificial intelligence that has some of the downsides that you've referenced, we exert no control over that. We can't control the Chinese machinery. No, and we'd be really at their mercy. I mean, they could hack right. into all our defensive systems. Um, so we have to we have to do a, do a bunch of things. We have to get along like we do. You know, we do have an effective IAEA. We do have an effective governing agency for nuclear fission. Uh, we, we just need to build build this the same way. The Chinese are thinking the same thing. They're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, Google is going to come out with something that'll just shut us down. So they, they have, we all have a motivation for coming to the table. Um, you know, Israel's another big producer. Uh, Russia's got a bunch of, a bunch of AI going on. Um, Great Britain, America, China, uh, North Korea, South Korea, I mean. Um, so they, we all have a motivation for coming to the table. We all have a motivation really for being transparent. I mean, the best way to be safe with nuclear fission, as we've discovered, is for everybody to be transparent. Here's what I've got. Here's what I'm firing. And then when we have an outlier like North Korea, which just does whatever it wants, it gets ostracized. It gets ostracized. It gets penalized. And it gets uh, you know, pushed to the brink of uh, impoverishment because they, they can't get their rulers to, to obey the treaties. So if we, can, if we could create a powerful entity like that to govern AI, we, we, that would be a step in the right direction. Final question. Does this issue, this important issue, have the attention of policy and lawmakers, or do you, with your expertise, worry that it's lost in the shuffle of the day-to-day gas prices, Ukraine, inflation, etc.? It's, it's, it's lost in the shuffle. I've, you know, it's like, it's like climate change was in the 80s. The only people that talked about climate change in the 80s were scientists and, and hippies. Um, <laughs> uh, Al Gore made an inconvenient truth, and suddenly we all started waking up. Right. We need uh, we need to wake up. Um, we need to, to to bring this into the mainstream. That was really one of the reasons I wrote our final invention was to get it out of the woods. Uh, and then some other books came out that, that were, were were fairly powerful. And then I love the fact that a bunch of dialogue starts around something like LAMDA because it's important to have dialogue about this. And I, I kudos to you for for bringing it up. Well, no, you know what I think program. it is. I think it's I think it's tangible. I think it's the sort of thing that I can put on a television screen or I can read it aloud, and people sit there in their cars or in their sofas, and they're like, "Hmm, mm-hmm. could a machine really respond like that?" And it brings it home in a way that uh, is otherwise too abstract for for the rest of us. Hey, thank you so much for your willingness to come and speak further about our final invention, artificial intelligence and the end of the human era. And I hope that James Barrett will come back. Thank you, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. James Barrett is a documentary filmmaker who a decade ago wrote this prescient book warning about that which today is front and center. And as you heard, it was touted at the time by Tesla CEO Elon Musk. The title of the book is Our Final Invention. 
Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.